0: For Zion's sake, I will not keep silence. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Your hosts for this program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see the church come into its fullness and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as their Messiah, Savior of the world, and the Son of God.
1: Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. with the Volks. My name is Shelley.
2: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
1: It's good to be with you. And if you were with us yesterday, you know we started sharing about a very unique, special man in the New Covenant, and that man is Joseph of Arimathea. And it's interesting, Junie, that while he's not mentioned that often, actually it's only four times, he appears once in each of the four Gospels. Yesterday we read from the four, which was Matthew twenty-seven fifty-seven to 60, Mark 15, 42, 46, and we, re- and we encourage you to refer back to these verses, but we'd like to read the portions of Scripture that were included about Joseph of Arimathea from Luke 23 and John 19. Luke 23, verses 50 to 53. And behold, a man named Joseph, who was a member of the council, a good and righteous man, he had not consented to their plan and action, a man from Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who was waiting for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. And he took it down and wrapped it in a linen cloth and laid him in a tomb. Cut into the rock where no man had ever lain. Alright, go with me now, if you have your Bibles, to the Gospel of John, John chapter 19, beginning at verse 38. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but a secret one, for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate granted permission. He came therefore and took away his body. And Nicodemus came also with him, who had first come to him by night, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds weight, and they took the body of Jesus and bound it in the linen wrappings with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Junie?
2: Yes, and we talked yesterday, Shelley, how Joseph of Arimathea was part of the Sanhedrin Council. He was a leader amongst the Jews, and it meant a lot Because the leaders, the Sanhedrin and the Pharisee, did not accept Jesus as the Messiah or as the Son of God. So what Joseph did by going to take Jesus' body was identifying with the body of his Messiah at the most terrible time. And we pointed out yesterday how today there are so many things in the church that are filled with the world, would we be willing, no matter what the condition of the church is or people's lives, would we be willing to identify with those who call upon the name of the Lord and pray that the body of Christ would be made whole and complete and the power of God would transform us and change us.
1: You know, Junie, that's such a vital, vital point when you point it out on a natural basis. Joseph of Arimathea was willing to identify himself with Jesus, who was dead. He gave up the spirit to the Lord. His body was a, it was in terrible condition. And he went and was willing to be identified with Jesus himself at that point in time. So how much more should we, in as part of the body of the Messiah, be willing to identify ourselves with the body and with the head of the body. Okay, and the head of the body is is Jesus, who's now seated at the right hand of the Father. But we, the only natural representation, the only physical representation of the Lord, our head, is the body of believers, the spiritual body, born again believers who have accepted the Messiah as their Lord. Despite our failings, despite the condition of the body, we need to remember that Jesus said these words, I will build my church, I will build my body, in other words, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail. And so many people are not attending regular worship services, are not identifying themselves with the corporate expression called the body of Messiah, because they find fault. Amen, there's lots of faults, but God is going to bring this body to a place where one day it will be without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. And we look forward to that day.
2: And we know that the body of Christ is the church.
1: Amen. So we summarized the condition of John, of John of Joseph of Arimathea by saying he was a wealthy man, he was a disciple of Jesus, but he was a secret disciple, he was a member of the Sanhedrin, he was waiting for the kingdom of God, so we knew that he, we know that he knew the word he was a good and righteous man he was fearful of the jewish people and that was no doubt in regard to how he viewed jesus he had a very very minority opinion of who jesus was even as a member of the sanhedrin but how many people today in their hearts believe that jesus is the son of god and perhaps if you're jewish and listening and do believe that jesus is the messiah yet For one reason or another, we're fearful of manifesting that belief in a visible way. Are you like Joseph of Arimathea? Do you have a yearning and a love for the things of God? Do you even love the word of God? But yet there's no outward external evidence of that in your life. And perhaps, just perhaps you're listening to this program and saying, and I hope you are saying to yourself, perhaps it is time to take a step of faith. In Mark, where Joseph of Arimathea uh, also appeared, the word of God says, He gathered up courage. And in the amplified version, it says of that situation, Daring the consequences, he took courage and ventured to go to Pilate. And this ultima- ultimately identified Joseph of Arimathea as a disciple of the Lord.
2: And you know, Shelley, as you spoke that, I thought of Joshua. You know, Moses brought the people of Israel through the desert, but it was Joshua who brought the people into the Promised Land, and there were many enemies in the Promised Land. And the Lord spoke to him and said, Joshua, you must be very strong and very courageous, and do not be afraid, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. And I think that uh, Joseph of Arimathea knew that, Joseph of Arimathea knew those scriptures. He knew that the Lord told Joshua that you must be very strong and very courageous and not to be afraid, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And so we need to see that courage, being courageous, is standing for truth and righteousness and identifying ourselves with truth, with the right thing in the Messiah and then light can come not only through us, but to us. And we open up ourselves to the mind of, of, of the Messiah, the mind of Christ. And our life makes a difference. And so as you're saying, Shelley, is there an outward manifestation in our lives that we are believers? Are we different? What makes us different? How are our lives different than the people who live in the world? Because we're called to be sanctified set apart and living for the Lord.
1: You know what, uh, Junie? It makes me think of our own testimony as Jewish believers. Uh, after my brother Paul became the first believer in our family, he came back and told us about Jesus. And of course, I was not too receptive to it. And praise God that even that night, you had a revelation that Jesus was the Son of God. And a year and maybe four or five months later, I too was... was uh, Introduced to Jesus through a divine impartation into my heart. And when we both were believers, many of our family relatives abruptly ended uh, the relationship or their relationships were dramatically altered because we believed that Jesus was our Messiah.
2: And you know, Shelley, relatives are flesh. And the flesh and the spirit are always at enmity with one another. So it's not only outside of ourselves with people who won't identify with us as a believer because they think it might be foolishness, or as a Jew that you really left the faith of your fathers when we believe that Jesus is the fulfillment of the promise that God gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But flesh is even deeper, and so is spirit, in that If the Spirit of God dwells in our hearts, then we too have battles between the flesh and the Spirit. We too have battles with what we think or what we feel, and yet finding the will of God and yielding our life to his will. And it must have taken a lot, Shelley, for Joseph of Arimathea to go and get the body of Jesus, knowing that somebody might see him. Or somebody might hear about it. His life could have been in jeopardy because at that time they were stoning people to death who were Jews who believed in Jesus. But he was strong and he was courageous. And at that point, God gave him the faith not to be afraid for the Lord, his God, was with him. And the Lord, our God, is with us, Shelley. And the Lord, our God, will be with every listener when we yield our will to the will of God and we ask him to guide our steps and we don't do it our way, we live our life in him, by him, and through him, his way. May we all one day be, Shelley, just like Joseph of Arimathea and step out by faith and identify ourselves with what the Lord is calling us to.
1: Amen. And just to, Junie, that's so right on. And just to conclude our personal testimony, isn't it just a testimony to the grace and, and and the wonderful nature that God has when he allows us to share that gospel? Because uh, just a short time before my mother passed on, she accepted, even though she wasn't able to verbalize it, she accepted Jesus as Messiah. And a short time before my father took his last breath, we were in a car in Brooklyn, New York, and he accepted the Messiah. And Junie, your parents also, in the final days of their life, came to acknowledge that Jesus is Lord and the Messiah for our Jewish people.
2: And you know, I wrote a book, it's called The God Who Answers by Fire, A Jewish Saga. And in this book, it shows our journey. It shows how my grandmother came to the Lord, and my Uncle Marty came to the Lord, how I came to the Lord, how my, my husband Shelley came to the Lord, how God saved our children, how God intervenes in our everyday life. So you can go to my website www.junevolk.com or you can call into the station and they will give you a way to communicate with us and we would be happy to send you uh, the God Who Answers by Fire, a Jewish saga for $25, which includes um, the postage.
1: Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your mercy and I pray more and more of our people will begin to demonstrate their new life Living and moving and having their being in you to be a light to a lost and a dying world. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. For Zion's sake. On behalf
0: of For Zion's sake, thank you for joining us today. If you would like to contact Shelly and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. Until next time. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program has been sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.